as millions of people anxiously are awaiting the outcome of the Derek Chauvin uh, trial, the white Minneapolis police officer who murdered George Floyd in May 2020. Yet another black man in Minnesota has been killed by police. On Sunday, April 11th, 20-year-old Dante Wright was murdered in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, less than 10 miles away from where George Floyd was killed almost a year ago. At around 2 p.m. local time, Brooklyn Center police pulled over Dante for an alleged traffic violation. As he was being pulled over, he called his mom to let her know. Officers reportedly ran his name through a police database and noticed that he had an outstanding warrant uh, for, it wasn't actually a felony, um, and they proceeded to attempt to arrest him. And a clip of the body camera footage has been um, released. Actually, let us go to that clip right now. Uh, the first clip that we have for this segment on protesters enveloped Twin Cities area after police shooting of Dante Wright. Now to a developing story out of suburban Minneapolis. A protest is underway in Brooklyn Center for Dante Wright, who was shot and killed in a traffic stop yesterday. Today, the police chief released body cam footage from the encounter, which he is calling an accident. He told CBS correspondent Jamie Yukis and other reporters, while the video is graphic, the public needs to see it. Body cam footage reveals a Brooklyn Center police officer yells taser multiple times before firing her handgun and fatally shooting 20-year-old Dante Wright. Taser, taser, taser. Chief Tim Gannon told reporters he believes the officer, described as very senior, intended to deploy her taser. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. Police say Wright was pulled over for an expired registration. Officers then determined there was an outstanding arrest warrant and tried to arrest him. Wright is seen getting back into his car, and then the officer fires. The car traveled several blocks before hitting another vehicle. He didn't deserve to be shot and killed like this. The incident occurred just 10 miles from where the murder trial of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin is underway. We are in pain right now. And we recognize that this couldn't have happened at a worse time. The shooting sparked violent protests overnight and clashes with police. The chief defended the use of flashbangs and tear gas to try to break up the group. We had to disperse the crowd because we can't allow our officers to be harmed. An investigation into the officer is underway and she's on administrative leave. I think we can look at the video and, and ascertain whether or not she'll be returning. The department is bracing for more protests tonight. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. The Minnesota Twins postponing today's matchup against the Boston Red Sox. The Minnesota Timberwolves and Wild also put off tonight's home games. Meanwhile, President Biden is calling for calm as night falls. Peaceful protest, understandable. And the fact is that, you know, uh, we do know that the anger, pain and trauma that exists in the black community in that environment is real. It's serious and it's consequential, but it does, will not justify violence and or looting. 
Minnesota's governor has issued a three-county curfew for tonight. The incident calls to mind the deadly 2009 police shooting of Oscar Grant. The officer who shot him in the back as he lay on the Fruitvale BART platform also said he had intended to use his taser on Grant, not his gun. Johannes Meserly went to trial for murder but was ultimately convicted of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced to two years. And for the past two nights, mourners and protesters have been gathering near the scene to demand justice for Dante. On Sunday, April 11th, police with riot control equipment cracked down on the crowd of several hundred people outside of the police precinct. Brooklyn Center Mayor, who is himself a black man, Mike Elliott, issued a citywide curfew until 6 a.m., and uh, local schools were closed out of an abundance of caution. Uh, this according to the Brooklyn Center Community Schools superintendent. At a press conference um, featuring Governor Kim, Tim Waltz Monday afternoon, Minnesota National Guard General Sean Mankey said that more than 1,000 National Guard soldiers will be present in the metropolitan area throughout the week. And uh, again, a second night of protests. Meanwhile, on Monday, April 12th, that marked day 11 of the Derek Chauvin's trial, and George Floyd's brother uh, testified. He offered a heartfelt testimony, telling the court that his elder brother was a mama's boy and a loving person when they were growing up together in Houston. And uh, later on, Dr. Jonathan Rich, a cardiologist based in Chicago, testified that George Floyd died from cardiopulmonary arrest caused by low oxygen levels brought on by prone restraint, okay, and positional asphyxia, making him the fifth doctor to confirm this in Chauvin's trial. Following Rich's testimony, uh, Seth uh, Stroughton, a use of force expert and former police officer, said Chauvin's actions represented deadly force and were unreasonable. He added, no reasonable officer would have believed that was an appropriate or acceptable use of force. The defense is expected to begin presenting their case on Tuesday. Now, before we welcome our guests, keep in mind that all of this is also happening around uh, the controversy of uh, a, a black uh, lieutenant um, in the military um, being stopped and pepper sprayed in Virginia. Uh, so indeed, let us go to a clip on that incident right now. How many occupants are in the vehicle? What's going on? How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Get out of the car now. What's going get on? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Sir, just get out of the car. Work with us and we'll talk to you. Get out the car. You received our order. Obey it. Get out of the car now. I'm serving this country and this is how I'm treated. Yo, well, guess what? I'm a veteran too. I learned to obey. Get out of the car. What's going on? What's going on? You're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I'm sorry. Get out of the car now. Get out. Get out of the car. Get out now. I have not committed any crime. You're being stopped by tribal violation. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for, for you're being detained, okay? You're being detained for obstruction of justice. Really? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. 
Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. You know what? Get your hands off me. It's not a problem. Back up, Daniel. Sir. Get out of the car now. Sir. Hey, sir. Get out of the car now. Sir. Look. I'm trying to talk to you. Okay. I'm trying to talk to you. Just get out of my car. Can you please relax? Can you please relax? Get out of the car right now. Now. This is not how you treat a vet. I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat me? I didn't do anything. Whoa. Hold on. What's going on? Hold on. Get out of the car! Get out of the car now! Let's go. Sir, just get out of the car! I'm trying to breathe. Ugh. Take your seatbelt off and get my, out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out. Please. Straight on the ground. Get on the ground. Get on Can the ground. You please talk to get me on the ground now! On. Get on the ground or you're getting sprayed again! Get on the ground! Can you please talk to me about what's get going on? Get on the ground! On. Get on the ground now! Can you please talk to me get about what's going on? Get on the ground! All right, and of course, that incident involving Lieutenant Karan Nazario, who is uh, black and Latino, and um, the Virginia Governor Ralph Northam said on Sunday that he's directing the Virginia State Police to investigate um, the incident. So here we go. Um, I'd like to welcome back to Sojourner Truth, D.A. Bullock, award-winning filmmaker and social practice artist in the field of story-based community organizing. Um, D.A. Bullock is based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and is also involved with Reclaim the Block, a coalition to demand that Minneapolis police divest from policing and invest in long-term alternatives. D.A. Bullock, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Margaret. Uh, so, DA, I mean, I, I, I put those two together because it really gives a sense of what it is really like uh, to walk around in the skin that you and I have, where you're feeling under threat at any moment. I mean, actually, let's just deal with that last one first before we go into uh, the latest shooting in uh, Minneapolis of this uh, stop of the Lieutenant D.A. Bullock, your thoughts? It, it's heartbreaking to hear that, you know, and to, and to watch the video um, where, you know, um, the, the Army Lieutenant uh, Lazario is, is making a decision to try to save his own life because he knows uh, the threat that is facing him, even though he has committed no crime. Like, the assumption of criminality amongst black drivers is, is sort of the first step in the escalation towards the violence that happens later on, whether that be being pepper sprayed or tased or shot in, in the instance of, of Dante Ray. Right, absolutely. And, you know, a situation where you ha first have to prove you're not a criminal and then you also have to prove that you are indeed a human being, right? So that really sets uh, the context here. Now, I'm sure, you know, the nation was stunned. Well, many of the nations stunned with yet another shooting, the shooting of uh, Dante Wright. And this a female police officer uh, claims to have mixed up her um, taser with a gun. And of course, protests have now broken out, and that's 10 miles away from the Chauvin uh, trial, where the prosecution today will wrap up its case. 
um, your reaction and what you are getting from what is being said on the street, the feeling of the street of yet this other shooting. And he's he's a dad. I think he was the father of a two-year-old. D.A. Bullock. He was, he was a dad. And uh, firstly, you know, everyone is heartbroken that this would happen again. Like our our first demand was, to never have another George Floyd, and, and here we have another um, murder, killing at the hands of police uh, in the in the same instant of the trial of the murderer of George Floyd. So it, it is traumatic, it's heartbreaking, and again, it just points to the glaring fundamental problem with policing in that. Um, regardless of if the officer is saying they made a mistake, the the first interaction was intentional. They stopped him as a pretext to try to check for criminality because they saw him, they identified him as a young black man driving and, and decided they were going to try to find a reason to stop him as a pretext stop. So they stopped him because of expired license plates tabs, even though the, the chief admitted that they had awareness, all of his officers had awareness that because of the pandemic, uh, everyone is late getting their their um, their license re- license plates renewed. So the officers knew that going in, but yet still decided to take that as an opportunity to try to put criminality on this young man. And so that that precipitated the entire interaction, and that's what made officer have the the state of mind to escalate to that kind of violence whether they were grabbing for one form of violence or another like the reason they were grabbing for the violence in the first place is because this assumption of criminality on this young black man yeah, and you know, much is being said. Of of course, the the media, mainstream media, they tend to um, focus in. I mean, you know, you see coverage after coverage of violence uh, breaks breaks out, and and that there's looting uh, going on, and people are throwing uh, water bottles at police officers, and you know, really the the coverage attempting to criminalize the protesters themselves. And around the Chauvin uh, trial, the defense actually tried to blame um, people, onlookers, who were very concerned that this man was killing George Floyd, to blame them uh, for what happened. So, D.A. Bullock, it's it's always a, a, a balancing act, isn't it, of uh, you are on the ground, you know, in uh, Minnesota, to, you know, to, to kind of take a position of, well, they're the good protesters and they're the bad protesters, and really um, blaming whatever happens, you know, whether somebody's throwing a water bottle, uh, and then massive uh, police response. I mean, the footage I've seen, it looked like there were thousands of uh, police officers out there. And frankly, it sounded like a war zone, D.A. Bullock. Absolutely. It resembled a war zone. And I think what you just mentioned is, is pretty key in that you can see the commonality in that police will use any excuse to escalate their own form of violence. <clears throat> and, they, and they know, we, we saw on January 6th that they know 
a great deal about how to uh, exhibit restraint when they want to. It, it's, it is really about the the way they frame the the individual protesters, the way they see them as as a threat or not a threat. And uh, you know, from the very start, when they were saying they were promoting First Amendment rights to protest, they were still out in front of those protesters, myself included, um, in full army regalia, in full military regalia, in full, uh, with the support of, of um, the National Guard. You know, these, these kind of things that are instantly provocative and then knowing that in their strategy, anytime one individual does something to justify, they... they they return with this massive escalation in, in violence and tactics. So they, they ended up tear gassing mostly apartment buildings filled with black and brown families across the street, very close, you know, within 200 feet of the police department building. So intentionally they were putting this, this gas, this toxic gas in the, in the living rooms and bedrooms of, of young kids sleeping in the apartment building next door. And so that, that's an intentional escalation. Uh, they, they didn't have to respond to a bottle being thrown at their feet with that, that form of huge escalation of violence. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the the excuse then being given, I mean, I myself have been uh, part of a protest in L.A. where somebody threw a water bottle over a fence and the police reacted basically with a police riot, you know, coming in yeah. on, on horseback, beating in heads, you know, et cetera. But uh, D.A. Bullock, I mean, they think that it's not possible for there to be another incident. You see what happened with the lieutenant in Virginia, and as you rightly said, he's probably calculating, hey, I could end up dead in this, you know, uh, situation, so uh, let me just figure out how I'm going to handle that. And I'm sure that that was also uh, the case for, um, you know, in, in this particular in instance for, for Dante. And then Martin Luther King famously said, uh, a riot is the voice of the unheard. And for people who go on about why are people so angry and why are they even throwing water bottles or whatever, never mind, as you say, the fact that, um, uh, you know, some of this, just the flashbangs and the tear gas, et cetera, likely totally unnecessary. I heard uh, the police chief saying, well, you know, we have to protect um, our law enforcement officers as though the protesters were really a threat to law enforcement officers. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're doing everything to be heard. You're doing everything to say that this has got to stop by peaceful means, legislation, going on the media, you're marching up and down. But nevertheless, this sort of thing continues to happen. And it is true that this officer who 27 years experience and she can't tell the difference between a gun and, uh, you know, something that you're going to tase somebody with. <laughs> anyway, um, D.A. Bullock, your and, thoughts you know, here. And I think Trauma begets trauma, and, and it, is, it has been stacked one on top of another 
on top of another. Not only the cases that we know of, but it's the, the many cases that people don't know of in the area. And then that this officer was involved in another police shooting uh, prior to this one. So, oh, you know, really? Community, community members have knowledge of these officers themselves, and they know um, about their reputations. They know about you know how they interact with community. Um, so you know we there's a lot of building of and 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 just a lot of um, trust eroded in the system in delivering justice. So, you know, people want to judge folks who go out and loot and, and sort of express their their emotion and frustration in a, in a particular way, but they don't judge the conditions that, that they've been forced to live in. They don't judge uh, the disinvestment that has happened all around them. They don't judge the sort of... Um, the, the disappointment in the system itself that is always constantly violating them for the smallest of things, yet police get away with, with shooting and killing people. Police get away with abusing people. People of power get away with all of these kind of crimes and, and immoral acts, yet you know they are constantly violated for the smallest of things, including traffic violations or small code violations, uh, the type of things that, try, that the system uses to keep people in their place. And so that, that's what people is built up in people when they make the decision to uh, do something like looting. And so, you know, if you're going to judge them, you've got to judge the whole condition under which they're living and judge, you know, how that, that came to be. And that's not an individual thing. That's a system thing. Yeah, and, you know, the penny is beginning to drop even among some in the mainstream where they're saying, well, actually, it's policing in the United States that's on trial. I mean, going back to the Siobhan uh, trial for a moment here, and, and now you have this, this incident. Uh, but the prosecution wraps up its case. Um, a lot of people are saying a, a very strong case. But others are saying all the defense has to do was raise reasonable doubt among one of the jurors. I mean, that's that's really what it takes, and it remains to be seen what the prosecution is gonna is gonna come up with, and if they're gonna be able to counter the um, you know what people are saying has been a strong uh, case of the defense of the prosecution. So, just your thoughts on how things are going have gone thus far. And if, if you know, you're, if, if you have any hope or expectation um, for how the outcome of this trial, but beyond whatever happens with the outcome of the trial, what about the work that you and others are doing on the ground uh, day to day? Are you seeing any shifting in the attitudes of, of police? Are you feeling that there is more support for the kinds of demands um, uh, reclaim the block and others are putting forward da bullock i i certainly think you know there is a compelling individual case against derek chauvin but i thought that when i saw the video originally i you know that that hasn't changed i think our common sense leads us to believe that there's there's more than enough evidence to to do that individual conviction but, you know, we know the system and how it works, and that, that doesn't always supply 
you know, that individual justice for us. We know that for a fact. We've seen that movie before. And so I think people are still um, very leery of, of what could happen and what the defense could, could put up and, and what the jury could decide. But ultimately, I think, you know, people have, have really been um, – this has been enlightened about how policing works and just the the function of policing and, and just dissatisfied with the entire system. I think people have noticed that when the police did testify in this case, uh, people made a big deal out of, you know, breaking this code of silence, but they really just testified in order to bolster this idea that, Derek Chauvin was this individual acting outside of their noble system when in fact, you know, what Dante Wright case shows uh, just, you know, uh, uh, less than a year later is it, it is the system in itself that is, is not uh, working for us. It is not keeping us safe. And in fact, it is criminalizing us and making us criminal suspects from the very start. And, and that's police, throughout the policing system. That is not about one individual officer. So I think people are coming to that realization and knowing that, um, you know, all the, the reforms that are being offered have been offered, uh, you know, for a hundred years now when we talk about policing and, and that their, their violence that has caused like uprisings and those kind of things. So I don't think people have a great deal of faith in this reform idea. Now they, they really want some, substance in the change and they want some actual we're going to actually take dollars and move them into things that we we want and we we think will work for us in our community and we do not want to have these interactions with uh, armed individuals when it comes to most of the things that we we want to deal with in terms of safety when we're calling somebody to do a wellness check on our loved one we do not want some armed individual showing up for that. We, we want something else. We want fundamentally different systems of public safety. Right. And D.A. Bullock, I'm afraid we are going to have to leave it there. But for people who want to find out more about Reclaim the Block, some of the on-the-ground uh, organizing happening in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, what should they do? They can go to reclaimtheblock.org, and uh, that will link to a number of other organizations as well who are actively working in the community. Um, that's another thing that's come out of this is that there are just a really abundance of great community-based organizations doing this work and really doing a lot of great, like, person-to-person -person work within the community to change things. Right. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us, and we're going to be continuing uh, to cover this. We hope to speak with you again. Dear Bullock, thank you for joining us. Thank you.